Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. All right, welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. We've got a good topic. This one is meaningful and timely, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully you're listening to this halfway through the year. (laughs) <laughs> or somewhere around halfway through the year. However, it's always useful to mm-hmm. talk about this. But the title is Three Family Vision Questions Every Married Couple Should Discuss. So whether this is the mm-hmm. wife listening in or the husband, yeah. let's bring this to our spouses and discuss these three mm-hmm. things. Super important. Yeah. So just to give you guys an encouragement, we are going to be sharing with you guys kind of how we think about the questions that we ask ourselves on date nights when we go out and we do this more than twice a year. Um, we did do a visioneering podcast at the very beginning of the Courageous Parenting podcast. Um, but now that we're halfway through the year, it's just good to revisit that and ask some different questions to really keep your family on track for growth. So we're reflecting on how certain things are going this year. And whether you've set set any intentions for the year or not, this is incredibly relevant for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's super, super important. Vision is incredibly important. It brings meaning to the mundane. And so we've got to pay attention to it. But um, first of all, just thank you so much if you've given us a five-star review. It all takes us tapping it and boom, five stars and helps the algorithms get us out there. Uh, the podcast has been in what's hot every single week, as long as I can remember. But that is why you are an important part of the movement yeah. and any reviews that you write are incredible. Uh, just love reading those too. So thank you so much. Um, but it is really, really important as we go into this to reflect If we are just so busy and going, going, we get caught in a rhythm of going and we may not realize that we could be heading in a better direction if we made small adjustments as we go through the year and the next year and so forth. Yeah. And one of the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast is the importance of reevaluating because sometimes you have actually conquered something. And you want to add in a new initiative or you want to have a new goal or a new like character quality that you feel like God is impressing upon your heart to be challenging a child to grow in more. So this is really important for families. It's important for you as an individual, for your marriage, for your family. So we're going to go over those kinds of questions. And those small adjustments, hopefully you make a note of some small adjustments you want to make or discuss with your spouse. Uh, as we go through this. And mm-hmm. if you're listening while you're doing stuff, no worries, because we have a treat for you. Mm-hmm. We have something you can get at CourageousParenting.com that's new because of this episode, which is? Yeah. So we are going to be sending out in the email a PDF that's going to be a download for you guys that's free that you can print off and take on a date night with you. Um, just to help you and your husband be able to go through these different categories or areas of life to really be thinking about each kid and going, 
do we need to grow in this area? Do we need to grow in that area? So Isaac and I thought that it would be helpful for you guys to have something tangible. So if you are on the email list, be sure to look for our email open that's email. coming this week and open it and download that, save it to your computer so you can reuse it multiple times throughout the year. And if you're not on the email list, you'll want to go to courageousparenting.com and sign up so that you can get that email. And there's other resources there too under podcast while you're there where you can get the show notes, scriptures, a video of this session, and any resources we mentioned during the episode. Yes. So uh, let's dive into this. Uh, first of all, uh, the first question is, how's our family culture going right now? Right. And I asked you this question today because we're in the process. We haven't done everything we're going to talk about yet, but these are things we're going to be doing yeah. and I've already started doing. Yeah. So what we've mentioned to you guys is that these are questions that we've asked ourselves a lot over the years and yeah. we have practiced these things regularly in the past years. But Isaac and I are, we're in the midst of July right now and we're like, hey, we need to revisit this and do our visionary date nights. Why don't we talk to couples about what our thinking is regarding our family culture to help you guys, because we're living this stuff we're right letting, now. We're letting you into our marriage conversation about this. And yeah. this is the question we're discussing. And we're on the parenting journey with you guys. And so I hope it's an encouragement to you that you know that we're doing this and we're thinking about this. And as we are doing that, we are trying to help you guys to be doing that alongside us as well. Absolutely. And so, you know, culture, to just talk about that word for a second, um, it is what is in your family when nobody's looking. Mm -hmm. It's the behaviors and it's what's normal in your family when people are making decisions. It's not what you think is, it what actually is. Right. That is the culture of an organization. And your family is mm -hmm. a team. It's an organization. It's the ethos. It's the... Um, uh, the thinking, the what's acceptable, the unwritten rules, the attitudes, the attitudes, the heart posture, what's acceptable, not acceptable. Yeah, it is. And just even like one of our initiatives, I think this this I'll just share this one because I feel like it really gives a good explanation for what you're talking about is are am I we focused or me focused? Mm -hmm. That's a cultural thing. Yeah. Right. It's not something that's measurable at, in a sense, kind of like, do they talk back or not? It's a matter of really evaluating someone's heart attitude when it comes to helping one another throughout the day. Are they servant hearted or are they doing things with grumbling and and to evaluate what is the overall culture of that in the family, but then also each person individually. So since you brought it up, one of them is we versus me. So we came up with three simple culture driving initiatives for our family. Angie and I discussed them alone, came up with them. Mm -hmm. We had launched them with our family. Back and even if you haven't done all of that, it's okay mm -hmm. because you can do it now and it doesn't have to be done exactly how we did it. Mm -hmm. But it's good to have these at least in your mindset because when you have a focus, actions flow out of that. And that's really important. So one of them was we versus me, an attitude in the family and each individual of thinking about the collective mm -hmm. versus just myself, a selfless approach uh, to being in the family and outside of the family in relationships. Yeah. And that's really important. Another one was we are creators. And this is a movement towards 
less consumption of media and other things and more using the gifts and passions God has given us to and contribute. Using technology even, but for the purpose of creating versus just consuming. And that's media. different based on people's gifts and what they're doing. And and some of that is definitely happening good this year and some of it can be improved in some areas mm-hmm. uh, as we reflected that. How are we yeah. doing with this? And then the, the final one, which I think has had the biggest impact on our family, Angie actually came up with this one, and I think it is so. <laughs> I think we came up with it together. Well, it is such a good one because we came out of a time of receiving generosity uh, when my company went out of business, mm-hmm. and just you may know our story if you don't listen to some early episodes, but. Um, we came out of a lot of people being generous with their time, money, resources towards us. Mm -hmm. And we felt like, wow, let's be generous this year. And we decided that at the beginning of the year, we didn't have resources really. Yeah, we didn't. And so it's not that we weren't generous before. I feel like we always had servant hearts and we're giving of our time and our resources and all of those things. But we felt like to be focused on it would add a different element of concentration and intentionality on that particular, I, I don't know, it, heart attitude, I guess is yeah. what it would be. Um, and this was this came out of really reflecting on, okay, so we have some older kids. Mm-hmm. What are the legacies that we've been really good at cultivating? Yeah. There have been a few years where we focused really hard on work ethic. Mm-hmm. The kids really have work ethic last, down. Last year, our focus was discipline. I was just looking at that. Yep. Last year's focus was discipline. Um, there have been years where our focus was on um, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. And on righteousness, mm-hmm. like living holy, standing up for righteousness. Um, so those are just some of the words that we've chosen over the years. But we were looking at the different legacies that we have left with our older kids and gone, you know what? We haven't really focused on like verbally with them that we want ingrained more than anything else mm-hmm. is generosity. Because yeah. we have been recipients of it, but to be focused on being generous with your time, your money, your things, your with forgiveness even. Yeah. with I mean, there's so many. It's not just being generous with your money. It's being generous with all things. I think the biggest way, because we have been very generous with money in past when we had abundance, Um, but I wasn't always generous with my time. And that has been a big growth for me this year is being more generous with my time Mm -hmm. versus thinking about what I feel like I need to do right now and being open to what God wants me to do right yeah. now. I feel like God was actually teaching us more about it than he was our kids, honestly. <laughs> I mean, our kids are definitely like they hear about it and we ask yeah. them questions and we talk about this during family Bible time or meetings every now and again. But I think that they are learning more from our example than anything. And the fact that like we have stories where you feel this need to get work done, to do marketing, to do whatever it is that you have X, Y, Z, you have calls that you need to be on, meetings with people. And then for someone random to say, hey, you don't know me, but can we meet? And you're like, okay. And you're kind of hesitant because you've got all this other important stuff that you need to do. But then you buy by being prompted by the spirit, you commit and go, okay, Lord, I'm just going to, I'm going to be open to serving you. However you want to use me. I'm going to go to this meeting. And then you get blessed at that meeting. Yeah. It's just like even financially. Totally. I mean, we've literally walked through those kinds of miraculous things. things where we go, 
okay, we don't really need to worry. We just need to keep obeying God and being generous. That's what that's teaching us. Yeah. And we share those stories with our kids. And so that's kind of how that culture looks like a solid. And on that one right now, this isn't an episode all on generosity, but it's an example of the point, the question, how's our family culture right now? Mm -hmm. And as you might be thinking about what you think your family needs, well, you know what? How do you have joy if you're not generous? Right. How do you, how would that work? That's a really good question. The two totally go hand in hand. They really go together. I think that part of it too is that when you're generous, it's because you're content with what you have and you can't have joy without contentment either. Yeah. So I think that contentment and generosity are kind of like the two ends of a seesaw. Like if you, you know what I mean? Like you have to, you're not going to be generous unless you're content with what you have. So on, on the first question, it's about a simple focus. Notice we don't have full sentences really. They're just generosity as a word. That is our focus. We, we versus me. Three, three words. (laughs) Yeah. You know, simple, simple, simple. Last year was discipline and being producers versus versus consumers. consumers. That was last year. And there was a reason for that last year. And there's reasons for these this year. And you know what? We are seeing the fruit of it. Yeah. Not perfect. There's opportunity, but this totally. is the time to reflect. Mm-hmm. You make minor adjustments. It's like you're driving down the road. When you drive down the road, do you just hold the wheel firm and never move it, even though it's a straight pathway? That's a really good analogy. Yeah. Okay. No, what are you constantly doing this? And if you have kids, they're asking, hey, dad, we're going straight. And why do you keep moving the wheel? Is there something wrong with the car? Has your kid ever asked that? I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I've it, that you know, before. why are you constantly moving? Well, because it looks like we're going straight, but there's minor adjustments. There's bumps in the road. There's things that cause the vehicle to go off track a little bit. And if I don't adjust, we end up in the ditch and get hurt. And that's the same thing here. If we just stay going like this and we don't reflect a little bit to make the fine adjustments to make sure we're heading in the right direction, then our family at the end of the year is way off course compared to where we wanted mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just really important. So we've got in Galatians 5, 25, this is a really important scripture. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So mm-hmm. when we're doing these kinds of decisions for the family and for ourselves, right? we need to be walking in the spirit because if you're walking in the flesh, you'll make decisions in the flesh. If you're walking in the spirit, you're tuned into God. You're reading the word. You're praying. You're The Holy Spirit is working through you and you're allowing it to convict your heart. Mm-hmm. That's relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that space, you're going to make decisions in the spirit, which are better. Sometimes counterintuitive look different than what the flesh would come up with, the logic, the, the mind, the flesh. Right. It's interesting because I feel like there's this difference between the proactive and reactive parenting. Good word. Okay. And this is something that we've taught on a lot in the past. We talk about it in the parenting program, what that looks like on a very practical level. But proactive parents are going to be making a plan and having a vision. And then they're going to see growth in their children's character qualities, their Mm self-discipline, their self-control, their respect, whatever the word is that you're choosing to work on with each kid, right? Yep. And it's going to be proactive growth because you've been proactive as a parent versus reactive where you have no vision in your parenting. Yep. You're you haven't labeled something with like a biblical vocabulary to be able to go, "Hey, 
this is really something that I want to pray over my kid this year, for mm-hmm. example, because this could definitely be, this could actually, that could be a whole nother podcast is like, what are you proactively praying for oh, over each of your children? Yeah. But the point here is that when you're not, when you don't have vision, you're reactive as a parent because then their behavior is not necessarily respectful. It's not growing the, or cultivating the things that you would want to see in them because you haven't actually given vision for that and nurtured it, planted the seeds, watered it over yeah. and over again. So there's nothing there to be growing, right? Amen. And so it's important that we have vision from the Holy Spirit, because it, the Holy Spirit is who gives us discernment mm-hmm. about what our children need from us regarding leadership, mm-hmm. encouragement, discipline, mm-hmm. behavior, teaching, training, yeah. um, all of those things. So I, I think that this next scripture that I'm going to share with you in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 says, These things we also speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, the reason why I really like this passage of scripture right yeah. here is because we're talking about the difference between what what is man's words. They're going to look at a child's behavior and they're going to react. Right. That's what most parents do. Yeah. A child disobeys and they will react. Yeah. Right. But if you're walking in the Holy Spirit as a parent, mm-hmm. you're not going to react. You're going to have already been proactively parenting that child. And there may be some discipline or correction that needs to happen, but it's going to look very different than the reactive parent. Well, it's funny because I, I I put up in our notes, we have very simple notes for these podcasts. You should, we'll show yeah. you on an Insta story. Just <laughs> look at our Insta stories. Uh, but uh, uh, chaos, question mark, is up there. Oh yeah, what did you put and, that up there for? And I put it up there before because I, I felt like there's a lot of people that feel like they're living in chaos. And chaos comes from being a reactive parent. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm connecting it to what the Spirit's right, telling exactly. you to say here, which is if you're a reactive parent, it feels like you don't have influence over your day. You don't you you can't even find another moment to do something else. You're overwhelmed by hearing this podcast, perhaps, because wow, how am I I have so many things I need to talk to my husband about, so many things I need to talk to my wife about already. Do I how really I, need to go into vision do too? Do I really need to go into vision too? And how am I gonna do that? Well, I would just start looking for ways discipline can come into your life more, perhaps, or ways you can trust God with everything happening mm-hmm. and spend a little more time with him and put him first and watch how he shows up to help you fix the chaos mm-hmm. in that feeling. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a feeling more than reality anyways. Right. Well, and I, I want to encourage you guys because, you know, Isaac and I are just sharing some of the things that phrases yeah. that we've used that were initiatives for our family, right? Like mm-hmm. we have had eagles versus seagulls in the past I we've had we've had producers versus consumers we versus me i and like you may memorable thinking, little statements i know and you're good at he's the one that's really good at coming up with them I'll, I'll just have to tell you i didn't come up with any of those isaac came up with all of those and for me i can go we need to work on discipline we need to work on generosity we need to work on respect <laughs> we need to, you know and god has just made us differently mm-hmm. but that's how we work together in unity mm-hmm. by not just saying, oh, no, we're not doing this because I have a catchier phrase. And and he doesn't say that to me 
and I don't say that to him and go, oh, I can't come up with anything because I can't come up with a catchy phrase. We're not competitive. But instead, we're not competitive in that way. And I just want to encourage you in that because when you're talking about family vision, especially if a man hasn't been leading in family vision, a wife might be kind of like, how do I bring this up, Mm. but also not be leading my husband spiritually? Like, I don't want to lead him, but I want him to lead. So if I say, hey, will you lead? Is that leading him? Well, that's why these are questions, because I think it's prudent for a wife to ask her husband questions. And one of the most powerful ways um, a man sometimes grows spiritually is when the wife asks spiritual questions. Now, I'm not saying these questions are necessarily spiritual, but they lead to spiritual things. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the man is supposed to be able to answer the wife's questions. It's okay if we say, there's times, I've said this to you many times, I actually don't know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in my good husband mode, then I go, let's figure that out or I'll get back to you. If I'm Mm -hmm. in my bad husband mode, I will go, I'm not sure and I get busy and I forget. Yeah. So it's important that we do that and that causes us to grow. So if women are listening and your husband's not leading, asking questions is one of the most powerful things you can do. And truthfully, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, you guys, we told you that we were making you that free PDF and it's not going to be a complicated thing. It's going to be very simple, non-intimidating. One page. And yeah, we will make it fit on one page. And I, I just, I think that it would just be helpful even if you were to print it off and go, hey, listen to this podcast. And I thought that these were just really good questions I'd like to talk to you about, about the kids. Even just to evaluate and assess like the character qualities that maybe you wish were strengths in your children, but are actually challenges or to be able to put a label on it so that you're communicating and you're in alignment with your spouse and you guys are able together to keep continually encouraging that child to be more servant hearted, to be more giving, to be more respectful. And hey, husbands, if you're listening, take initiative, use this one sheet Mm -hmm. or translate some of those things into your journal and bring that journal and ask those questions. We don't need any credit for this one sheet or anything like that okay so use it for the glory of god and the benefit of your marriage and your family mm-hmm. so proverbs sixteen nine here says a man's heart plans his way but the lord directs his steps mm. and so this is something this is why we do the visioneering it's not that it's like a cool thing to do as a couple or whatever it is truly like god tells us in his word that our hearts plan our way right but but that's why we need to readjust we need to reevaluate six months later because the holy spirit may convict you or me or one of the kids or yeah or something in us to where we need to go whoa wait a second what is the lord directing us towards actually and here's some other ideas if your marriage isn't strong maybe something like marriage matters two words together is one of your culture statements initiatives for this year that you come up with together. So in your mind, it's amazing when you're having a hard time in your marriage and you remind, oh, our initiative this year is marriage matters. And it causes you to work on your marriage. You know, listening could be something mm-hmm. the, a focus this year. Just think about what is one small thing said in our mind that's memorable that catalyzes the right behaviors in the moment and causes us to make better decisions and better communication and better heart attitudes. Mm -hmm. And it's just a way to be able to get in alignment more and to feel like you have a plan. Yeah. Your spouse is hearing you in that concern about that kid. We've talked about it. We've prayed for them. 
Hey. You're aware you're going to see it. We're hey, working yeah. on it. We have two more key questions, but real quick, the parenting mentor program, this six week self-paced program is amazing. In less than a minute, you're going to hear from five uh, parents that have gone through the program. Uh, please listen to this. It's powerful. Mm. And I would love it if you share this. Uh, and if you want to join us, uh, go to CourageousParenting.com and you can check it out. Let's listen. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Wow, that's so cool. And by the way, I wanna give you guys something else for free. It's the free Courageous Parenting Workshop. It's about 35 minutes. It gives you six keys to being a courageous parent. It will open your eyes, kind of blow your mind, some of the stats in there, inspire you to dig in and do the six practical things mm -hmm. you can implement immediately. And if you also have some interest in the Parenting Mentor Program or you at least want to see what it is, there's a few minutes at the end that show you inside the dashboard and what that actually looks like. So yeah. that you get at CourageousParenting.com. You hit podcast mm -hmm. and it's in there uh, with the rest of the resources. So awesome. the second question what is, how's the progress of our initiatives? What's an initiative? Well, it's a growth initiative that we've kind of already talked about our examples, but it's declaring what we're going to focus on this year. Now, hey, we did some simple things, but you can also make some individual things. So husbands, how, what are some leadership areas you want to grow leading your family? Maybe leading and work too. Uh, what are some areas of spiritual growth that are important to you? We can start thinking about those individually, but we also want to be thinking about them for the family. Yeah. I think that's also important that when you have older kids that you're involving them in the process, whether that's you go out on a date with your husband and you talk together and then you take a child out on a date separately and you just talk to them about their goals that they set in you know, the beginning of the year whenever you did that initial visionarying. Mm -hmm. That's something that Isaac and I have definitely talked about doing with our kids halfway through the year, um, whether it's going to be holding a big meeting and doing the whole dry erase board thing It'll all be over the, again. For us, we'll do a whole family, 10 people, yep. whiteboard. Yep. And I have um, pictures of all of their goals and I have it in my Evernote. So, so you that's, can text it that's to like 2.0. If that's too overwhelming, don't even think about it. Right? Yeah, you don't have and to that's do why that. I was saying like, if you have other kid, older kids, especially it's yeah. good to take them on a date. Like that would be the more simple version to like totally. connect with them one-on-one yep. -on -one and go, Hey, regarding this, like we versus me, how do you think you're doing? Yeah. Right. And then, okay, well, we're going to be creators. So how are you doing with that? How can I help you to be more of a creator? You know, what the question I've in? done recently when I've been alone with the kids on that one is what are, what are you passionate about? this year that you're not doing. Mm, that's a really good one. Because then it comes up and then Drew is like, 
really still am interested in coding. I want to do Code Academy. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, you know, let's pray and consider how we can allocate time to do that. You yeah. know, it's just a thought, you know, how can we mm-hmm. help them do that? Yeah. And it definitely, it's, yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to warn you guys that this, this is the aspect where as a mom, like I have struggled with mom guilt at times mm. because it's hard to help all of your kids meet all of their dreams. Yeah. But it's so, so important to do it because, or at least to try and to like show them that you're caring and that you care about their dreams just as much as you accomplishing your dreams. Like mm-hmm. if you're trying to hit a promotion at work or you're building a business and you've always got like the next thing, like to not have your whole family centered around one person or one ministry or mm-hmm. one business you you really have to guard yourself against allowing that to happen but make sure that you're helping everybody to be growing in their goals too yeah it's just it, i i think that it's it's that selflessness versus pushing them into our goals when we were younger right exactly yeah so we have another scripture for you here in second thessalonians 2 15 Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. And this, the reason why we wanted this particular passage of scripture is that it's talking about the importance of holding traditions. And, you know, just that concept alone, just thinking about that, we know from the Old Testament Mm -hmm. that God was a lot, he was focused a lot on their hearts and that their actions revealed what was in their hearts, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of people look at the Old Testament and they think it was just all about the law and doing what was right. And But God really cared about their hearts. That's why he sent Jesus. Mm -hmm. If he didn't care about their hearts, he wouldn't have sent a savior, right? you know? And so I keep reminding myself and my kids that God is the same God of the Old Testament as he is in the New Testament, and he's the same God today, and he never changes. But the important thing is that we recognize that we are creating discipline with our children. We're creating habits with them, and we should value teaching them the self-discipline of being able to set goals and achieve them, about being introspective and thinking about all these different areas that we're going to go into in this next question. And and this is just, it re-solidifies it from a biblical perspective. Hold fast to the traditions that we're taught. Now, the beginning of this year, you referenced it. We set goals and there's a way we did that. There's another podcast that talked about how we did that. It's one of our early ones, first few that we did. Mm -hmm. So you can go back and look at that. Um, But if you haven't done anything, there's another way to look at this. You're getting a head start on next year. Yeah. So that's a positive way to look at it, Yeah. which is you could do some of this right now, midpoint of this year as a warm up, getting your family in the mindset of this, Mm -hmm. going into a strong effort at it next year. Yeah. So, you know, maybe picking just one word right now Yeah. and, and leading your family in that. As a warm up, I, yeah. I think that's really good. Isaac, you're really a, a half glass full kind of guy. Oh, I am. I'm always <laughs> looking for why something is good or the good side of things. It's very important. So you're because not behind on the year. You're ahead on next ahead. year. <laughs> in fact, you know what? The in, What's funny about it is I actually recommend starting on the next year in November. So, and that's in that episode. So you can go back and look at it. But the next, oh, before we go to the next question. So you want to evaluate yourself and you want to evaluate each person in your family. I just want to make sure that we anchor that 
thought mm-hmm. because it's really, really important. And then you think about some things overall for your family and keep it really simple and really focused. And the third question is, what do each of us need to grow in? And this is a different question because you may have set some growth parameters for each person at the beginning of the year, but there may be different needs halfway through the year. Things change. And things change. And guys, I I just said halfway through the year, but you could really truly do this kind of reevaluation every six weeks. There actually have been years where we've done this every like six weeks or whatever. But we really love visioneering. It's kind of a fun thing to do together. And can I just say also that one of the best gifts you can give your kids is a strong marriage. And having a family vision like this, doing family purposefully, Yes. Doing life purposefully together. It it really helps your marriage to be more of the thriving versus surviving kind of a marriage, which is so important if you want your kids to be attracted to wanting to be married. And if you want them to know what it looks like to be purposeful, to be introspective, to be able to talk about each other's struggles and strengths objectively. Totally true. And and so what areas do we each need to grow in? And the areas we've listed as we've done this, I'm going to give them to you. It'll be on the document. However, you can make adjustments. We're going to put a couple blank spots on the document too, so that you can put your own in and cross some others out if you want to change some of these. Right. But we felt like these were the areas of life that were most Mm -hmm. important and encapsulated everything that mattered. Mm -hmm. Spiritual. Okay. Relationships health, personal development. This is like skill development. This is areas to grow that are different than spiritual. Like I want to learn how to code, Drew's example. Financial, habits, and projects. And no, it's never, they're never too young to learn financial. Mm -hmm. They can find little extra jobs to do to make money, Mm -hmm. not their chores. People don't get paid for chores in our house. Oh, but we'll talk about that in a different podcast. but, but, But extra work. Um, they could get paid for and then they could tithe and they can save and they can spend. And so there's ways you can do that at a young age. Okay. Uh, or, or give, I I like that word better than, than tithe, but we'll talk about that someday too. Uh, habits and projects. I think I said those. So those are, those are them, but you might think, oh, I want to use a different word or I want to put a different Mm -hmm. thing on it. But these are the areas I ask my kids and I myself and Angie does too. Mm -hmm. We rate a one to 10, 10 highest, mm-hmm. how we feel we're doing in all those areas at the end of the year yeah. in November. Yeah, we do. In fact, there are a couple others that we've had on the list as well. Like educational is always on the list for us because we homeschool and we're always like yeah. thinking about like, okay, how are they doing in their different subjects? We've even listed those down too before. So that's something that you could do as well. Yeah. So you want to, you want to look at that and Think about the family this time of year, though. Mm-hmm. How is the family doing? And there's so much power in, as a married couple, having a journal and writing yeah. down a kid's name and going, how is this kid doing? Yeah. What are And we don't necessarily go through everything on this list, but we more just have a discussion and go, what is God telling us? Um you know, and from our observations too, that this kid needs or right. what, what are the are good our, things? What are their desires? What are our desires for them? What, yeah. what good qualities? How's do we our see relationship them? with them? Yeah. How's their relationship what with their siblings? What do they need from us? Mm-hmm. And based on How their age, it's different things. To them? And you know what? We're learning as you are. 
So yeah. we've just, you know, we have ages 10 months to 19 years old almost. Um, you know, so we've experienced everything within there, but it doesn't mean we know everything. Right. We're learning to all the time. And that's why we're sharing what mm -hmm. we're learning, what we're doing. You're basically inside our marriage conversation right here. Yeah. <laughs> so... So super cool. I hope that was helpful. We encourage you to download it. Go to CourageousParenting.com, get the free PDF, and go on a date night and engage in these three questions. But you know what? Before you do it, pray. Ask God to give you wisdom and how to talk to your spouse about this. Ask God to help you make this a fruitful meeting in your marriage. That's right. And ask God too to reveal what needs your kids do have and how you can be praying for them, how you can be uplifting them and being able to discern how to answer the questions as you're assessing your family. So here's to you to a great second half to the new year. Take care. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.